Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Sanaya Lautzis. Did I pronounced that correctly? Lutzis. Oh, Lutzis. So I knew I was going to get it wrong. Sorry about <laughs> that. So Lutzis, and she played Rose in the Friday the 13th fan film titled Roseblood. Hey, Sanaya, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you on. I know I had Peter Anthony on and he uh, set me up to get in touch with you. And I'm so glad that you agreed. And here we are. We made it happen. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So the first question I got for you is how did you get your start into acting? Um, It was a pretty unconventional start, I must say. Um, I didn't, I was not one of the kids that was necessarily super into acting. Like I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Not that I didn't want to do it, but um, I was randomly like at the mall on Halloween and these people approached my parents and they're like, wow, your daughter, she's so cute. Like (laughs) she should get, like go into this thing program that we have. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, how old is she? And I was a year too young at the time. So they, maybe not really the best decision, but a good decision in the long run, but they gave them their phone number so that I could contact them once I was a year older. Mm -hmm. A little bit of an iffy thing, cybersecurity. I don't know about that, but um, uh, they they give it to them. And we got in contact a year later and um, I got in touch with this program. And first it was modeling and then I moved into acting. And Mm -hmm. well, now we're here today, I guess. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, you did great in Roseblood. You played obviously the leading title of Rose. Um, So uh, how did you happen to sign on to play Rose in this film? So I met Peter on <coughs> on set of Vengeance mm-hmm. and he saw my work in Vengeance and, you know, it was like, fine, it was good, you know, um, but when I did that, he told my dad mostly because him and my dad have become really good friends and so they were talking and Peter was like, I don't know, I kind of, I see more in Sinai, I think she can do more and that um vengeance didn't really quite let me do as much as I could have uh Mm -hmm. uh, didn't let me reach my full potential if you may say Mm -hmm. and so he made Roseblood um and partly with like the intention of having me be Rose so um I was very grateful for that obviously and how much he trusted me and saw that in me and it was so much fun oh my gosh <laughs> oh my god it, it's a really good film and uh like it's just it was really good like there were so many aspects that I didn't expect including uh I guess you being the embodiment of evil and unleashing Michael Myers on people that kind of provoked you which was exciting so what did you think of that that you were like this oh, this key to Michael Myers so to speak Oh, like the first time when I read the script all the way through, um, as I was like going through it, and you may know, you may not know, I'm not like necessarily the hugest Friday the 13th fan. I just like, I wasn't necessarily into them before I got into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so like reading through the script, you know, like I, I know there's a few details of like how cool it is and like in the Friday the 13th like lore and whatnot, but I didn't get all of that. Mm-hmm. But I know Jason Voorhees and I also know Michael Myers. So once I like got to the ending, I was like, 
no way no you did not just do that what and I literally like ran downstairs to my dad because he had already read it and I was like did you like read the ending dad like that was the coolest one and um I was so excited about it like pretty much that was like definitely one of the things that yeah got me even more excited about mm-hmm. the whole thing because I was already excited but, yeah yeah yeah, that, that was a big twist. I did not expect, to be honest with you. Uh, that, that was a really nice twist. And it was a way to bring in a Halloween, you know, obviously the Halloween killer into a Friday the 13th film without having them like cross realms into like the lore of the Halloween franchise as well. So it kind of worked out. And I, I mean, Peter told me some of the uh, of the like the signs that they had, like when you were taken into the room and, you know, the, the butcher knife came through the wall. Like I didn't catch that as being Michael Myers at first, but when Peter mentioned, I'm like, Holy crap, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I have to go back and watch that. That's actually pretty cool. Um, so I guess, uh, um, like when, like, what did you, when you first saw the script, I know you spoke about, about the ending and everything. What were your initial thoughts on the overall writing of the script and the overall, uh, premise of it? Um, I was so excited about it. I was, it was very refreshing to read, mm-hmm. um, that because obviously, um, having done vengeance, you know, that was way more closer to like a classic Friday the 13th film, which right. is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And it was great as well, but reading Roseblood, um, I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is, this is not what I was expecting, but in literally the best way possible. Like, I'm like reading it. I'm like, okay, literally where's Jason? Like how, where are we Friday the 13th? Like all these characters and stuff. I was like, okay, but, um, and also, I mean, I'll just be honest. Like when I first read through it, I was excited about that aspect of it, but also was a little bit like, nervous I was like mm-hmm. okay I'm not quite sure how it's gonna come across like mm-hmm. um I have full faith in Peter though I was like I know this man has a vision and he like knows what he wants to do and it's always a good thing so right. um and it certainly did turn out really well so I was glad absolutely so speaking about Peter how was he as a director Peter was amazing as a director I was I mean what can you do, honestly? I mean, <laughs> I read the script. And I was like, okay, Peter, writer, check. And obviously, in like Vengeance, he did some acting, and in mm-hmm. Roseblood, he did some amazing acting as well. I was like, actor, check. And then it's like we get on to director, and I'm just like, okay, man, like what? Like you got all the boxes checked. Like what the heck, man? Right, but, jack of all trades. No, and I think. Seriously, like him and Jason Brooks both, like those two guys, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, they're just crazy. But um, yeah. no, like I was really impressed because obviously I've worked with quite a few directors at this point, and he was definitely like up on the list. Like, right. uh, I think having like the background experience of both mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, being an actor, I think you get probably a lot of like better understanding of what to mm-hmm. tell your actors so I'm sure that that helped a lot and yeah. um also him having been on Vengeance and mm-hmm. you know Vengeance was great but it had its downfalls so he got to learn from that as well I'm sure and obviously yeah. he's just a smart guy in general so <laughs> absolutely so you you most of your scenes were done with uh, Jessica Hotman who played uh 
you know, Tina Shepard from the year 1989. So what was it like working with her? Oh my goodness, Jessica is just so lovely. I love her so much. Um, we <coughs> certainly grew like a very like real type sisterly bond um, almost. And she was just the sweetest, kindest, most amazing person. Also just so talented. Like yeah. literally one of her like, or is it her first? I don't even know. But it's only one of her first like acting roles at all. And she freaking killed it. Um, like, like I know she only had like Laura there to like help her, which was mm-hmm. also amazing that Laura was like willing to do that. And so she like yeah. gave her guidance and whatnot. Um, and man, she just yeah. killed it um, out of the park. And just the sweetest little thing. And also her music, yeah. her singing so uber uber talented so good like <laughs> when they first shared like the song mm-hmm. that she made for the end credits or the i was like oh there's no way that she made this song. there's no way you had to have this like made by like some yeah yeah absolutely so speaking of laura did you happen to meet laura park lincoln uh kevin spiritus and terry kaiser at all on set yes um i don't think i met Kevin on set uh I think just like the days that we were on set like they were not the same day so I don't think I ever actually met him and I was also in school I think when they were on set so I was just like not there but I definitely did meet Laura and Terry and I got the chance to like talk with them while we were on set and they're just oh my gosh they're such amazing people Mm -hmm. and obviously for me (coughs) I mean weekend at bernie's terry kaiser i mean like that that was pretty cool because as i previously said friday the 13th not that i don't like it i just am not like i don't know everything about it but like that was something i did know and i was like (laughs) all right I had Terry Kaiser on my show before Rosebud was even thought of, to be honest with you. This is a couple, going back a couple of years ago. And he, he's like my favorite, one of my favorite parts, like of Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. And to have him on my show was really cool. And he had so many funny stories to tell. And he was telling me the story and Laura Park Lincoln told me the story as well when I had her on. Uh, but uh, they were telling me the story about uh, how when they were filming Friday part seven, um, they had a uh, crocodile and rattlesnake wranglers because the, where they were filming, they were in like a swamp area that was infested with crocodiles and rattlesnakes. And, uh, and uh, Laura was telling me that the rattlesnake and crocodile wrangler was like in his eighties and he could barely get the gun up quick enough to shoot a crocodile or a rattlesnake when they got close. And then Terry Kaiser <laughs> said that, uh, that he got, did a stunt. And uh, he got shoved uh, uh, when he got shoved to do the stunt because they couldn't they didn't have enough money in the budget to get a, a guy to do the stunt for him. He had to do his own stunts. So they, he, when Jason did the shoving, he, he his head landed close to a crocodile and there was crocodile wrangler was almost didn't get a chance to shoot it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So that was, wow. that was pretty interesting. That was pretty interesting. Um, but he, yeah, I he, didn't get that story from him, but that's yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was a, it was quite interesting <laughs> him saying that. Like, I couldn't believe it, and I mean, and then Laura's like, "This guy's like in his eighties, and he's like, and he's the one that's supposed to save us from these things." <laughs> but that, that's just that, that's just funny. But that's what happens in like really low budget films, especially when you're filming in the swamps of 
of Alabama at the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That- Ooh, crocodiles that's a that's a no that's a no no that, yeah that's a no no <laughs> i'd be saying see you later crocodile yeah <laughs> but in tisk <laughs> um so but we um when we seen lar uh tina adult tina um in the beginning and then it goes into the back in the um into the flashbacks and obviously then we see rose with a young tina um obviously tina's separated from where she was um and we don't know uh where rose like we don't obviously there was no rose in that area so either there's two one of two things that happen either a she dies or b she's somewhere else completely which you would think more so she died because first of all it's a slasher movie and second of all like this is the main character, the title character of this film. Like, there's no way she's not going to die. Like, she's just going to be gone randomly. So, obviously, it was A, she died. So, how was your death scene filmed and prepped? Like, and how was it shooting it? Like, did they do any prosthetics? How was all that done? Um, Honestly, that was on, I think, our last day of filming, pretty much. Okay. And... Boy, oh boy, was that a crazy day. It was like many, many, many hours. A little bit too many hours. More than, more than honestly, I can count on two hands. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like reading it and I was like, oh man, I'm dying. That sucks. Um, but yeah, it was literally the last thing that we did on that day too. Or yeah, because I literally, it was, the sun rose after we did that. And it was like six in the morning or something. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, I would have been going to school now if I was going to school. Um, but obviously, <laughs> I didn't go to school because that would be, yeah. Anyways, yeah. but <laughs> doing that was really fun for me because at that point, I had like never died in a film. So I was mm-hmm. actually a little bit nervous. I was like, you know, I've kind of never died before, definitely not in real life. And I haven't on screen yet. So, yeah. uh, and honestly, it went by so quickly because everybody else was just like kind of on it. They were like, okay, I know what we're going to do. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, okay. Whoa. And I think we only filmed it like two, maybe three times, like not very many times. They were just like, oh, that was really good. All right. Let's, let's we're good with that. Nice. But um, no, it was really fun. I To get me like because he kind of like stabs me like I got like lifted up they stuck me on this like wooden board I think it was literally like a two by four or something and I was like sitting (laughs) on it and my we had like two people on either either side and they just like lifted me up and then I'm just kind of like (sighs) or whatever and like dying (laughs) and then it was so amazing I think it was it I, (laughs) I don't even remember but then the they were like, uh, look at Jason. And so then we both like looked at each other. It was just such like a last minute idea of like yeah. what to do. That turned out looking so cool. <clears throat> it did. Um, yeah. It and, really did. Um, that like wooden two by four, yep. <laughs> my dad, he was like there. And when they first described this to him, he got so mad because he thought I was standing on the board. And that they would be lifting me up while I was standing so that I would like kind of like fall essentially. And so he got so mad about that. And then because we were all sleep deprived 
And then they were like, no, she's sitting on it. It was like, oh, okay, you guys are good. Go ahead and do your thing. (laughs) Nice. So what was the best part about filming Roseblood and what was the worst? Oh, hot seat. (laughs) There were so many good parts. Um, My favorite part, though, was... When we, the scene where um, Peter or <coughs> the general gets his eye, like, yeah, little glass in it. What do you, what kind of injury is that? Eye poked? Yeah, eye poked. Yeah, I, we'll call it eye poke. <laughs> yeah, eye poke. That's the, definitely the scientific name for it, I'm sure. But, I'm sure um, there is. <laughs> so with that scene, like in the script, very different because. Mm-hmm. Because I think Peter said it before, but like that was he was supposed to have the eye patch on the whole time. So we kind of had to like make up why he wore it like in the end or whatever. Um, so like that whole scene was like completely like changed around and stuff uh, from what it was originally. But it was so much fun um, because some of my favorite like people and characters were in that room because it was mm-hmm. Peter, me, Jessica, and then Strang, which was <laughs> so much fun because I mean, me and Jessica were just like making fun of those two and like having yeah. a blast. And, you know, obviously in the scene, we didn't play the games that much, but originally we were supposed to be playing the games, but then like waiting on set and just like start playing games. And nice. we just had a lot of fun with it because obviously we had to improvise a little bit with having to add that in. So a lot of it was just kind of like going with what was flowing. So right. that's always really fun as an actor because nice. you kind of get to have some fun with it. And, um but yeah hardest or worst part or i would have to say probably just in general like the really long days Mm -hmm. um because there were some like double digit number days that were like in the teens and i was you know yeah those are never really that fun they're not not that fun most of it's waiting on set to do your stuff right right (laughs) And then at least for me, because I am younger and I'm still in high school, it was kind of also like the after effect of like, okay, now I have all this homework to do. And (laughs) it's like just piled up very quickly. So having to do like those two kind of things on set wasn't like great. But I mean, there just genuinely wasn't a lot of like bad parts on the set of Roseblood because everybody on set was just oh the camaraderie on there was just so amazing you know yeah really just a family on there but absolutely so the the uh video games that you played they were i'm assuming real video games like vintage nintendo games mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> i'm a big nintendo fan wear my mario shirt i love it i love it and i have it right here my matching hat <laughs> Ooh, I, I love got, the matching. Yeah, I got that at Nintendo World, and I have somewhere around here I have my Luigi shirt and Luigi hat. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my goodness. Yep. Have fun. Yep, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big Nintendo geek. I, I love it. I just got the Switch, and I'm a big, I'm old school. Like, this is my first, like, newest gaming console, the Switch, but I'm very old school. I still have my Nintendo 64 that I first bought when I was back in 96. Still works and wow. I still play it. <laughs> that is impressive that you like kept it for so long. 
Yep, it still works. Still play it. Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64. I love it all. Wow. Yep, I'm you a know, big I actually Nintendo. have a confession to make. I, I mean, it was probably obvious in the movie, but I had never played those games before. That's kind of <laughs> why. That's kind of why Rose was stuck. Not yep. going to lie. I mean, yep. uh, that's why Sanaya was stuck. Rose wasn't stuck. She already played it. She's just. She was just trying to find the the hidden yep. little pathways or whatever. But uh, yeah, so real <laughs> life after time, right? <laughs> after tonight, I was just stuck because I don't. Yep. I have no idea how to play those games. I'm, yep. I'm never really good at any type of game. But I have <laughs> the utmost respect for people that can't. So. <laughs> they are they can be super fun very challenging uh i i just uh got a paper mario the origami king for the switch not that long ago and uh i'm uh i, I, I won't i would be lying if i said i haven't been cheating the whole way through looking at my <laughs> looking at how to get to the next level I so, yeah. that, yeah, that is so. totally me whenever i try to play any kind of game i'm just like um <laughs> a google answer key uh yep. okay cool yeah yep absolutely <laughs> so the last question i got for you do you have any projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience as well as any social media accounts or websites to plug Ooh, oh boy oh boy do i um i have a few projects coming up vengeance yeah. 2 is going to be coming out pretty nice. soon i think that's uh june some, I don't know. Like it's in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around the like summerish, <laughs> springish time. Nice. Honestly, what even year are we in? I keep writing 2021. It's actually really bad. Like, I need to fix that. <laughs> so, my, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a project that I worked on last year called The Last Sleigh Ride. It's going to be coming out pretty soon. Um, got a couple of projects I'll be working on this year. Have um, uh, yeah, and some social media accounts. I've got a Facebook that you can follow, I've got Instagram, and you can check out my IMDb. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. And if anybody wants to see what Sanaya is up to, check out her IMDb because her IMDb will be updated as projects are added. So, uh you know, if you're watching this interview a year, two years from now, and uh, you come across it and want to see what she's up to, I'm sure IMDb will be updated with, uh, you know, present, past, and future projects that are in the works. So, uh, fingers crossed, there's lots of things on there when you look at it. That's absolutely. Well, I thank you so much for joining me tonight. This is the latest I've done an interview at nine o'clock. And when I was setting up the interview with your dad, I was like, you know what? We need to make, as you said, it's nine o'clock. But I'm like, that works for me. I said, usually if it's during the week i don't go past eight o'clock because i gotta be up for 4 30 but it is the weekend and i'm off tomorrow so uh sleep in so i'll make it happen oh well thank you for accommodating me and of it was course. a pleasure to talk with you absolutely thank you it was very nice talking to you as well and i'm so glad we got to talk about this and uh you have a great rest of your nights and i you too thank All you right. bye bye